This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, DMV members of Congress are hoping to make it easier for federal employees to get the COVID vaccine. The pandemic did not hinder the military from retaining normal strength levels. And the Biden administration is tossing out agreements its predecessor made with states regarding immigration. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Today's episode of the Federal Newscast, I'm Eric White. Maryland and Virginia Democrats say federal employees should have the option of taking administrative leave to get the COVID-19 vaccine. They're asking the Office of Personnel Management to guarantee the option. The request comes from Congressman Don Beyer, Jerry Connolly, Jennifer Wexton, Jamie Raskin, and D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton. They say giving federal employees time off will encourage them to get the vaccine and will allow agencies to function at the highest level possible. House Democrats are also trying again to give officers at the Transportation Security Administration more collective bargaining rights. The chairman of the House Homeland Security, Appropriations and Oversight Committees are reintroducing the rights for the Transportation Security Administration Workforce Act. The bill would give TSA officers the chance to earn a salary under the general schedule and appeal a disciplinary action to the Merit Systems Protection Board. The House has already passed a similar bill on two separate occasions, but it's never made it to the Senate. The military is sending in active-duty troops to help with the COVID response. Federal News Network Scott Massioni has more. The Pentagon's sending more than 1,100 active-duty troops to multiple areas across the United States to support coronavirus vaccine efforts. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin approved service member deployments to FEMA vaccination centers in the next few weeks. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby says FEMA will be heading the effort. We are supporting FEMA, and FEMA uh, will, will determine which site each team supports. We'll continue to work closely with FEMA to scope additional requirements. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. Coronavirus made 2020 a very difficult year for military recruiting. Nonetheless, the pandemic did not make a dent in the overall size of the active duty force. Here's Federal News Network's Jared Serbu with those details. The main reason is that retention in the armed forces is near all-time highs. Newly released Pentagon numbers show the active duty force ended 2020 with slightly more service members than at the beginning of the year. Only the Marine Corps and the Coast Guard saw an overall decrease in their end strength, and even those losses were very small. The Air Force and the Navy, meanwhile, have implemented incentive programs to encourage some members to leave active duty early so they can stay below the CAPS Congress mandates each year. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Air Force says it's directed its inspector general to investigate an installation breach that occurred on Andrews Air Force Base last Friday. The Air Force will also launch a comprehensive review of installation security and trends in response to an unauthorized civilian gaining access to the base. The Air Force Office of Special Investigations is also looking into the matter. The Biden administration is looking to cancel out more decisions from the previous administration. The Washington Times reports a new memo from the Homeland Security Department says that at least eight agreements signed by the Trump administration, giving states a say in federal immigration enforcement, are now void, not binding, and unenforceable. The agreements were being used by many states as cause for not following the new administration's directives regarding immigration rules and deportations. 
When it comes to the national security workforce, President Biden has given agencies a lot to think about. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco explains. Biden's new national security memo calls on agencies to review current recruitment and retention policies and consider what should change. He also suggests a review of current hiring authorities, security clearance procedures, and critical skills gaps. He says agencies should consider whether classified workers could have access to more remote work opportunities. And he wants agencies to think about hiring more individuals with disabilities. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. OPM wants to make all of its employees data analysts. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us how. Earlier this month, every employee at the Office of Personnel Management had access to new data analytics tools. Guy Cavallo, OPM's Deputy Chief Information Officer, says the agency is rolling out Microsoft's business intelligence software across the technology environment. Cavallo says the goal is to help individual mission owners understand why combining data will help the entire agency. OPM still must overcome a tremendous amount of technical debt, but the BI tools are a key step in that direction. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Small Business Administration's Inspector General is sounding alarm bells about the agency spending almost $11 million since 2012 with three vendors who did not have a contract. The IG found SBA is using three vendors to handle foreclosures and sales of properties, but none were registered in the system for award management and did not have formal contracts. SBA also did not follow its own policy for buying these services. The IG made three recommendations, and SBA agreed with two of them, but says it does not need to ratify the money paid to these contractors. And the IRS has someone new in charge of its modernization efforts. The agency named Heather Malloy to lead the IRS Taxpayer First Act office. Malloy comes from Ernst & Young. She previously served as the IRS Commissioner for International and Large Businesses. Her new IRS office is in charge of reorganizing and restructuring the agency and improving improving employee training and taxpayer services. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.